to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Happy New Year. Happy 2021, my friend. Oh my God. Will it be different? Will it be good? <laughs> uh, so I'm interested. Take me, because I thought this was an interesting year to see how everybody was like processing mentally the new year. Uh, mm -hmm. If it is like a door closed, door open, fresh start, or if it is like a, you know what? I'll celebrate when we're further down the line because uh, all are valid and I'm interested where everyone's brain is at. I, I think you, Trish, and I were texting about how New Year's has always been a bit of a bummer for yes. me. Agreed. It's feels like for one me. of those nights, especially as a single person, where you feel so alone when you're alone. It's so much pressure. It's just yes. such a high. It's like this pressure cooker uh, night. It, it's always felt to me like I've always felt that I should love it because it involves a lot of dress up and like sequins and fake eyelashes and like champagne and all of that stuff sounds so, so fun. But I mean, obviously this year, but even last year, my family was visiting from abroad and like we didn't we didn't do anything. We fell asleep early. We just like hung out with my because my niece is 12 and um I it's nice to let go of. It's a good holiday to let go of. I, think. I mean, the best <laughs> the best New Year's Eves I have had are ones where I am doing something like once I was flying on New Year's Eve, I took mm -hmm. a red eye. And so mm -hmm. I was literally I handed my ticket over at midnight Ooh. at like the because I heard people counting. And then I was like, this is what I'm doing at midnight. I'm getting on a plane. And that is so I was like, I have an excuse. So I don't have to do anything. And so this mm -hmm. was another year where I was like, I have an excuse. I don't have to do anything. And because I have had such like lackluster New Year's Eve experiences, I don't think of this as the beginning of something new. Yeah. It is just uh, the date. If we could just have a thousand different months, it would be just another month that comes after December. But yeah. we just have to cap it at 12. So we start over, but it's really meaningless. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm happy to hear you say that. It's it, uh, and I know that and, and it's 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 never lost on me. And I, I truly do not disparage or like mean to belittle anybody who puts no. a lot of stock. I, I uh, psychologically, of course, I understand it. Um, but I've always been a little baffled by the like that there I was saying to Tim that it's like I know so many people who are like deeply non-religious, deeply even against like astrology and tarot, but put so much stock into this rollover moment of of what is like as arbitrary as a state line, you know, like it yes. is as arbitrary as anything else we've ever created. Uh, and and they're so I, I'm always shocked by how many people we know who are like made it through starting the new and I always feel this feeling of like but not at all though right it's just more it's the same day really. I mean <laughs> January 21st is my day for starting new uh, that's how I feel is it's like I think we have the so much on the table right now to to be figured out that I cannot pretend that in this moment feels different than last week no and that it's like there's this is I've never had a year of looking feeling like so much is undetermined until x and until y and like 
yeah, the inauguration and the vaccine and like seeing how I can't believe nobody in 10 fucking months of a pandemic thought about how they would pass out a vaccine when it's finally (laughs) ready. I can't believe it. I truly can't. And I'm so mad at that pharmacist who spoiled 500 500 because he wanted to he was an anti-vaxxer and he wanted to prove it didn't work. That guy should go to prison for so long and I don't even know if I believe in the prison system. <laughs> I'm with you. It was enraging. Because that's ma- if it, what if he killed people? That's ma- he attempted mass murder. It's uh it is enraging <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's just a very it's a trying time that continues and like I I like the reason to for any pause, for any reflection. Mm-hmm. I genuinely you're never going to see me put up an end of your post, but I like when I, I, I like other people's and, and mo- for most of the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I like seeing like reflection from other people and I probably like judging it. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I feel very much just like, it, yeah, but it just, it, yeah, it's, it keeps moving until we've, we've got more behind us there's just I, especially in LA it's like especially in LA right now i think of change more like a plant like you know you you plant seeds and you don't even know if they're ever going to come maybe they don't work at all and and yeah. then maybe you know months later you see some like a little green pop out and then it takes years for there to be like a big beautiful flowering plant and then yeah. it could kind of like oh the leaves are turning like you know like the cycle is so slow unless like yeah uh, I don't know you cut it off or something which is a bad <laughs> other analogy but <laughs> that's how I think of change it is a much slower process and Sometimes it frustrates me when people think things are going to be immediate. However, yeah. I'm not going to say I don't have any resolutions. I think this year, and it hasn't been a New Year's resolution. It's been a pandemic resolution, which is I would like to start going out of my way to enjoy my life more. Oh, I love that, Marcy. Because I'm a little bit of a low-key person who's like, I don't need to go. Like, I don't feel a lot of FOMO. or, <laughs> But I'm like, I think I could be having more good days. Or yeah. not that I have. But I think that's probably the part of the bad about antidepressants, guys, is you kind of feel a little content unless something bad is happening. <laughs> I was thinking this recently. I was like... <laughs> Do I scale back? <laughs> should I should I be more sad? I mean, and granted, I cry every Sunday in therapy, so it's not mm-hmm. like, but I'm like relatively like, I, don't know, I mean, it's not the best life, but I don't hate being in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, you know, Jess and I are, are I from watching Real Housewives, we are fucking locked down unlike anyone else in the country. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like we're, we're yeah, we're really in it. And in it, I, but I like that so much, though, the idea of like finding ways to find more enjoyment and like pushing, pushing a little bit. That's something I might steal that from you because, yeah. I mean, please, everyone, t- let's think about that. And also, like, I've been very inspired to be like, I think, you know, and I've had this feeling before. Where I was like, I think I should do more things for other people. Um, it's one of the few things that makes me feel, like, very good. Yeah. Because it, does, it doesn't feel like, you know, I, with any other thing, you're like, was that, did, did, does everyone, I, do, do people like me or not? It's like, it doesn't matter if people like this. Is it about me? This is about. It's not about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how about you? What are your feelings? How are you? Are you, is anything 
I th- is there a I, moment for you? <laughs> I think similarly as you, like it just feels really weird to to feel celebratory. But I did really try. I mean, I took truly. I I had a, pretty much two weeks off of work. And I really tried to disconnect and I really tried. I know. Trisha and I had some really good bits going on in the text <laughs> chain. You would like <laughs> chime in every 10 hours. What is that about? <laughs> it was hard. It was very hard and unnatural for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I tried to like not be on my phone as much and like just go on walks, get outside, like do a lot of the things that I have not done a great job of this year and like. I I also really tried to like do a thing that's very hard for me to do, which is like congratulate myself and like really celebrate myself in the sense of like I worked harder than I've ever worked. I worked for yeah. 10 months at my dining room table with no coworkers. And it was through the hardest managing thing. people through a very emotional time that was hard for them through the it, hardest it, things like and and up until the end, like my last meeting of before this break was like people crying, you know, like it's it did not end. It, and, and I will go back to it this yep, week because and like you're not just part of it. You're the person everyone looks to. And also, I mean, I'll cut it off. If you want me to. But like you had reduced pay for much of it. I got reduced pay. It. It was working like longer hours, longer hours <laughs> with like fewer people to like the people I work with are very much the reason I like my job and having that really stripped down made it incredibly hard. Um, and through, yeah, like a social uh, justice movement that thank God is happening, but also made it incredibly hard to figure out. And it was just really fucking hard. And mm-hmm. like that, was just really like I think I I think a lot of people and and I'll say certainly I think a lot of women um we don't because it is oftentimes like on to the next and on to the next especially if you're like a working mom um and it felt really important to say like hey I worked and I worked through a really hard time and I you know learned a lot and I'm proud of myself and it but to to the new years of it all I think it felt like and it felt like when you like are running really hard or you're like doing some sort of physical exercise and you like let yourself pause and get your heart rate down, but you know, you have to go do more, you know, you're like, yeah. I have four more laps. I'm not done. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that was a thing I, I don't normally give myself. I had health stuff. I had all sorts of fucking stupid procedures on my cervix that sucked. Like it just was really hard. And I think it felt really important to say like, uh, Hey, I did it. That, that was really hard. I, I good for me. I'm strong. I'm great. Uh, let's do more. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I assume there will be a, a brighter, easier future at some point. <laughs> I mean, you the know psychology what? of the I vaccine is, is helpful, you know? Also, here's the thing, you guys, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but also anything can happen. The dinosaurs were having a great old time. <laughs> and then they had one of their dinosaur parties uh (laughs) their political dinosaur parties (laughs) i think it's like it's very cool to realize that uh you know especially i think what feels you know what i was saying uh, to tim that feels a lot crazier to me than uh, rounding the new year is like okay i think coming up on the one year of like the beginning of march actually feels a lot 
more psychologically overwhelming to, to yeah. realize that that feels really wild. Like th- when we hit those couple days of like when I was sent home from work and all the news hit and um, that the idea of that being even like within a few months from now feels a lot more wild, you know, yeah. and to just realize like how many how much we've lost and for how long um, and how much has happened. Um, yeah. So that that's my take on New Year's, which is like. It felt good to take the pause. Uh, it felt really important. I understand like breaks a lot more than I ever did, um, and also like back, gotta get back up to back up to speed. <laughs> I also will say specifically for us podcasting, uh, the day that we were like, we're not gonna like the we were planning to take that off. That was the day yes. I found out my mom had COVID, yes. and I was, I was so panicked. And she's you know very slowly doing better. But there were some days that were genuinely terrifying. And, you know, uh, it was the one thing I was scared of the whole time. I was just scared of it. And then it like happened and then it was like so stressful. And, you know, it's a it's a it's a roller coaster of a recovery. Yeah. Um, What an insight to have had. um, So she seems to be like. definitely on the recovering side but recovery doesn't it's not like you recover from a a cold or a flu because like her cousin was telling her that he didn't feel 100 percent for about seven weeks yeah so the only person i know firsthand who had it it was yeah the slow the long it was like two plus months recovery yeah and i just told her like you know she's doing she's like back out and about and i was like whatever you know i guess she can't get it again (laughs) Um, and my dad thinks he had had it before her. So mm. that was like the one thing that I was like, please don't let this happen. And then it fucking happened. And I think I would have been so stressed out having to like do anything yeah. else besides just like zone out. So yeah. now I feel like we're a little bit, you know, on the other side of it. Who, who, whoever knows, like I was like, watch out for other symptoms popping up because yeah. it could be, there's a lot of weird, like lingering things that pop up weeks or months after uh recovery. So, but, but to have had like a worst fear happen. Yeah everyone is okay you know but like you you've made it through it you know and you guys have like like the time marches on being like the headline basically yes yes it was yeah like after like the scary day were were yeah like after that day then her like starting to feel better and it was like okay well hopefully she just feels better and better but yeah also she i'm so annoyed with her she's probably listening but i was just to be like on a sunday for her to be like well i tested positive i'm fine i was like you're not you wouldn't have gone to an urgent care on a sunday yeah if you were fine you would have waited till monday anyway I'm so glad that she's okay. I'm so glad that they're okay. I that is such an unimaginable stress, um, and well, I'm just grateful that yeah, it, it wasn't everybody worse. be masking yourself up. Let's just get this over with. Let's just do it. Like, <sighs> hunker down and get her done. Get um, her done. Okay. All right. Should we? We should get into this. Let's okay. do this. I I feel rusty as hell. 
I'll say uh, I'm gonna plant it. Speaking of planting seeds, I'm gonna plant one right now. That okay. I wish this podcast we got to recap everything on Bravo because I have watched so many. <laughs> I'm so caught up on everything on Bravo, and I just want to talk about Potomac and I want to talk about. I watched the. I for some reason I've already watched Real Housewives of Dallas. And I want to talk about that. I gotta I, catch up on Dallas. I only watched the it, one. That it's I was not supposed to. It's supposed to premiere on Tuesday for some reason. So oh, I don't, so yeah, because I was watching old episodes. That's yes. what it was. Yes, yes, yes. There's just so many other things that I want to. I mean, I we want to be talking about Hilaria Baldwin. I mean, I mean, oh my bean. We could be talking about Bean Dad. I I, don't, I haven't even caught up. I was telling Marcy at the top of recording <laughs> that that thing where you're like, you see Bean Dad like in one tweet. Marcy tweeted something, and I was like, haha, Marcy's funny. <laughs> also, I like the assumption always that I'm just like Marcy's funny. Marcy's being and, a weird. She's being a bean daughter. That's funny. And then I was like, somebody else had a bean dad thing, and I was like, wait a minute, bean Two dad bean tweets, bean dad. <laughs> and then you re- suddenly realize the thing is happening. Um, but I skimmed that it guy, very quickly. That guy's a dumb dad. He's, it, a dumb dad. he's just like all of our dads too. Bean dad. Anyway, sorry. This is not. This is no. Not- there's a lot. We, we, we. This is the thing. Well, f- you know, we're we're a little we're a little hamstrung by this family, especially in a moment where they ain't up to much. Uh, but we're gonna get through it. We'll deliver because that is our job. Yes, that, that is. We are, you know, doing this for well fun and also uh habit at this point so yes and so we should note that you know this is you know 2021 these this is our last year of keeping up with the kardashians and um, currently they do not have a premiere date for for their final season so nope. we're in the slow can you ever imagine almost a full month where nothing happens it was bonkers and i know we both had it like looking for the news to put in and i was like this has got to be historic this is such a long stretch of like a long stretch normally there there's times where like when we if we were to catch up on two weeks of no episodes uh that it would have been the amount of news that we would have pulled and it was quiet i guess it's i guess it's sort of always like this, but it seems like there's things happening that we're not privy to is what it, I think what, it, you're right. And I think it's a combination of things we're not privy to. And maybe this is what you mean. I also think that they their COVID shaming might have that they might have been COVID shamed to a point of posting less good. than they would have. Uh, and I think that even and, not and I, not enough to make them stay home, but enough no, to not. No. But um, but I do feel like, uh, and this would be about like where the lag would reach them, you know. And yet they- we all saw Chris wearing the dumbest hat in, in Aspen, the just at begging to be trolled. <laughs> I mean, Chris Jenner looking like some weird fraggle. <laughs> well, okay, so well, should we let we can start there? They uh, for anyone, or, who- I think actually the biggest news is that Chloe is. Definitely engaged to Tristan Thompson, right? Yes, I I was so I think that's big news, right? That's big I think news. it's huge news. <laughs> I just was laughing so hard when I because so so this is already like a this was around Christmas. Chloe was spotted. Oh my god. I laughed because I got to the picture again. So Chloe's in Boston, which for anyone who's not keeping up, that is where Tristan lives now because he plays for I don't remember the sports Celtics. Team, Celtics. Celtics, the sports team. It's <laughs> you should know it's at least basketball, right? I, yes, I know, I know. It came out. <laughs> the sports 
It's like when people say sports ball. I won't do sports ball. I just truly couldn't remember because I was too excited <laughs> to talk about the ring. So, um, so uh, there's photos of Chloe out for a, a walk in the snowy tundra of Boston with True, and there is a ring on her left ring finger. I my heart is I can't even get through this thing. It looks like a planet. I would say, quite honestly, I think this is the biggest, biggest celebrity engagement ring I've ever seen. And that is bigger than, I remember Paris Hilton had a monster ring. Paris also got engaged again. She gets engaged once a week. Yes, she does. <laughs> but this thing, it looks sort of like like Saturn if it was pear-shaped, kind of. You know of. what? Like I, it's think it looks, I think it looks like a scarab. <laughs> Oh, I could see a scarab. Yes. You know, an ancient Egyptian beetle. Everyone knows a scarab, right? <laughs> yes, from Aladdin. <laughs> I, it is, it is, is it a yellow diamond? I'm trying. No, it's a white diamond. It's I white. I think it's white. It's, so it looks to be a teardrop. Is that what they call those? Or yes, pear? I think it's a teardrop. No, you're right. I think it's teardrop. And then it kind of, but then it kind of has this like band it of has, diamonds through the yes, middle. Yes, yes. It's, and Chloe is just walking, wearing a mask. I think she has a pocket full of French fries in one of them. <laughs> no, no, those are her fingers. Those are her fingers. <laughs> I, look, I immediately scrolled up. I was like, I definitely miss the French fries. I'm looking at, it looks like a pocket full of French fries, but it's actually, it's actually her fingers. <laughs> There's a huge diamond on one of the fries. <laughs> <laughs> this must be how he proposed. He proposed by putting them in a box of fries. Our dream proposal. Oh my gosh. But she's out in the snow. She's in Boston or roundabouts. She's wearing her mask. I think Boston suits her. I think it's a nice slap of reality for her. Yeah, I think it's a good slap of reality. I think she'll probably be openly hated. Uh, and I think that it made me laugh that she like d did short, dark brown hair. Like, uh, I feel like she, she Bostoned herself up, <laughs> like couldn't well, have like big, long blonde extensions. Well, I'm sure she's like, I won't be able to get my hair done the same way that I could yes, out here. Yes, you're probably right. Oh, um, but then I, so I was laughing because this ring is just unmistakably an engagement ring. There is no, and it is, ex and now here's my point. It's not just an it's not just an engagement ring. It's not just a celebrity engagement ring. It's not just a Kardashian engagement ring. It is the engagement ring a man buys you when you have accepted him back after he has publicly humiliated you with two separate cheating scandals. It is I, that absurd. I mean, I I this is I don't want to dig up a a bunch of stuff by saying it, but it's like Kobe Bryant's wife's ring after I was thinking it it is the it is after the, the whole rape allegations so it is a ring that is speaking volumes about uh, it is what the, went on before it was purchased <laughs> I we'll don't want to generalize that. I don't want to generalize men but they only seem happy to give presents when they've been very bad <laughs> at, at least in my like pop culture reference of like television and gossip it's like the only time where you see like people be like look what I did I did good right <laughs> <laughs> I just like this ring honestly it's it just tickles me. It's so funny. It's it looks unbearably heavy. It's I mean, I'd, I'll happily take it, but it is a it is one of the biggest rings I have. I, I can't 
even begin to guess carrot wise on what planet it is it's so big so then what made me laugh is that to me there is just no question and no no it doesn't just get worn on that finger either and then uh daily mail immediately shot back with uh chloe kardashian 36 is not in all caps engaged to tristan thompson 29 after sparking speculation with a massive diamond ring on her finger. And this is what made me laugh. They don't have a real source, but they said Daily Mail has learned exclusively that Khloe Kardashian is not engaged after she wore a massive diamond ring on her wedding finger while in Boston on Tuesday. A source close to the 36-year-old reality star denied speculation made by TMZ that basketball player Tristan Thompson popped the question. So they have no named source, but they are adamant uh, that they have an exclusive, that they have exclusive info. And I just like uh, when TMZ and Daily Mail are in a little fight. So, I mean, it is laugh. not the first time that Chloe has worn a ring on a ring finger that was not an you're engagement right, ring. Right. But this is, I mean, uh, it's a lot of like, it, it's just a lot of breadcrumbs. And yeah. thinking about the size, I just had to look it up. I had to look up the Chloe and Lamar engagement ring, and it was not small. So I That's guess true. I guess you I gotta that. you gotta one up. Uh, <laughs> you gotta go bigger than the last husband. That is. Unless you're like, if she had married a carpenter or, you know, whatever, if she had like, then like, I'm with a dentist now. And yeah. Like, like doing well, but rejecting like the ladder of Hollywood. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you're right. I forgot that the Lamar ring was also absurd. Absurd. And Kim's ring was too. Kim and Kanye, the, the, the diamond that she no longer wears post Paris, like, that was a honker. That was a big old. I mean, you would guy. think this family would be like, yeah, we're not really doing that anymore. So I know. Whole- that's why <sighs> that's why it just it just felt like a Paris Hilton ring more than a Chloe ring. But you know yes. what? Good for her. She wanted it. She got it. So I'm I I have to assume that uh Daily Mail is wrong, but it's funny to me that they would adamantly push back on it. But Either way, they're together and whatever they do, they're together and they're definitely having kids and living a life together. Yes. I mean, I guess it's like, you know, like we said, they do not give us news in between seasons. So it just may be a matter of waiting. Yes. I feel bad for Chloe. She has not even officially got to like really celebrate their reconnection. I know. (laughs) Uh, It's like. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, maybe it's good for her to not live so in the public and for the headlines. I agree. I think, uh, yeah, coming off the heels of a few years of like major, uh, you know, yeah, just major scandal. Um, it, I'm very interested. I'm interested in what Boston Chloe is going to be like, uh, and if the show <laughs> or whatever will show it. Like, it's all it's it's not boring. It's fun yeah. to visualize. I imagine all of season 20 is just going to be their trip to Aspen. I mean, so so let's move to this trip. I teed it up for you. Yes, you did. (laughs) You you did it beautifully. So, yes, they okay. First of all, yes, they canceled their annual Christmas Eve party that they did they made a big show of it it was canceled we have seen very little in the way it felt like things were quiet and then just like that in the lead up to new year's they all pretty much descend 
on Aspen. For the second time, right? In they had over already, the holidays? They had already been in Aspen. to. F- that's when they filmed. I think that the, was like, Tahoe. I think that shit. was. That You're was right. It looked the same. But they You're did, right. They Absolutely. Did and we saw them film. Oh, that was a cute thing that I think we missed. But the, it, Kim had posted that they uh, gave her her mic pack. Yes, the the production crew. They had, I I guess they'd kept all the same mic packs throughout the entire. Shocking! That's a, such a great ad for whoever makes those mic packs because that yes. is astonishing to me that through an entire series, uh, twenty seasons, that you could have the same mic pack. Um, and the, I guess I bet you anything the sound mixer is like no it's not <laughs> I know I bet you're right it's definitely not they drop those all the time it's not the same thing <laughs> it's like when a goldfish dies and the parent just buys another <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's your fish uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but no that was Tahoe I think and you're th- right they were filming there and then they br- in the lead up to New Year's um and I guess not all of them. Some of them uh, descended on Aspen. And a lot of celebrities are in Aspen, it turns out. It's very weird. I uh, saw a TikTok because I watch TikToks, guys. Ooh, tell me. I saw a TikTok of this person who's from Aspen being like, please do not fucking come here. And they were like going out of the city. And the line, the, the it looked like apocalyptic line to get into Aspen. Of cars? Yes. Why are people SUV after SUV after SUV after SUV? And it's like, yeah, I guess on a slope, it seems like you could social distance. But while 30 people are waiting in a cluster to like rent skis and to get on a ski lift and to have Colorado rules different right now. Like, is that part of it? Maybe that you can are restaurants open and stuff like I wonder. I I think it is truly just like the the sport of it. And then having like a cozy like cabin and stuff. I don't really know. Uh, Cozy. Cozy is a fun word because (laughs) (laughs) I lost my mind uh kylie has been posting a lot um and some really cute ones of like stormy snowboarding and all that for the first time and stuff but um she has posted some pics and vids of this house that they're staying in it it looks like the group is chris Corey, kylie travis scott and kendall i think that's Mm -hmm. the whole group um they and finally they like somebody posted this house that they have rented and this house that they have rented is so unbelievably stunning it is it's uh it's a brand new house i was reading that like hasn't it hasn't even sold yet but if it will it will be like the highest sale for a house ever in aspen for 75 million dollars and it rents at four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month here's my uh, I mean this is no like duh but I believe they've posted so many pictures of it because they got to stay there for free yes they did not pay $450,000 to stay here I don't think so they are or go ahead well that they're they're staying here for free and that it this really pays and dividends for the owner of the property i mean it, this is like what we learned with the house that kylie seems to still be oh staying at in la oh my god i had a panic attack just now Jess, i looked at one of the images of a couch that has a glass bottom 
Yes, it's really no, scary. Is that a mirror on the coffee no, table? It's it's glass. It's like I, looking through to the floor below. It made me. I did you see me get like yeah. sick? I got sick just now. <laughs> Kylie posted a video of her like walking on it, and it's like I, it's a nightmare to me. I would hate it. But yeah, it's it is um it's twenty thousand square feet. It has seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Uh, it has a, a bowling alley, a bowling alley, <laughs> an indoor swimming pool, um, movie theater. I mean, it is it, it, it look it is. Honestly, it's a hotel. It's yeah, it's a full hotel. It is truly stunning. Um, but yeah, like they have been uh, it looked like they they've gone into stores. They've done some shopping like Ralph Lauren and, and some stores where people had like paparazzi shots. They are posting lots of shots like uh on the slopes and i guess that's it they're just there um, stormy is a good little snowboarder i know stormy's really melting my heart she's like her little personality like she i couldn't understand exactly but when she did her first like kind of run on the board and then turned out and they were like, yeah, you did really good. And she was like, I don't have to fall anymore. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, well, you might fall again, but that's okay. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? We agreed that I wasn't going to fall anymore. <laughs> I could have heard her completely wrong too, but uh, she is, she's just this cute kid. Really cute. So they are uh, there and now, but so of course that makes it appear that Kylie and Travis are back together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because they've spent a lot of the holidays together. Mm-hmm. But, but they don't seem to be back. They It seems as if they are just co-parenting, is what the, the word on the street is, is that they're co-parenting. And it makes sense. Like, think of all the boyfriends you had when you were 21, you could just be friends with them a couple years later. It didn't matter. And if you're a billionaire, you can just like, you know, be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do child support. I got this. Come on a vacation. Who cares? I think that's sort of how I think about it is that it's like, I remember thinking this and I've probably said this exact same thing on the podcast and already forgotten. But like, I remember when like Beyonce and Jay-Z were having a lot of like divorce rumors and stuff and breakup. And it was like, I remember having this like epiphany where it was like, chances are they operate as a couple in some way that like I could never understand. You know what I mean? Like their life, their business, their intertwining of children, like even if like if they're together or not or business partners or not, like they exist in such a rarefied weird world on every single level that like whatever I'm like shoehorning them into in terms of how I think couples exist is probably not true. You know what I I mean? mean? I watched the crown over the holidays. I know exactly what they're doing because in the crown, they have a lot of just, you, you know, you just don't, um, sometimes a wife just has to ignore things. (laughs) Yes. It's just like this idea of like, public life and performative coupledom or like and 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 in the case of Kylie and Travis whatever their deal is seems really nice like it feels like they get to be there together like if with their daughter who seems very loved and like they obviously have infinite wealth and like whatever it is it it looks lovely is my yes you know at least at least for what it is, I mean, ideally, you don't have to live separate lives 
with the parent of your child. Yes. Uh, but it seems like they're managing it well. There's not bad blood between them. Uh, and I bet they will do this forever. You know, how how nice to like every now and then you hear about divorced people getting along with their ex and like going on vacations. That sounds so nice. It sounds so nice. And I mean, you know, I bet more and more it just makes the case for like why it's so much easier to not marry if you have insane wealth you know i mean it makes little to no sense to to marry make it that muddy look at erica girardi oh my god what a mess or even um brad and and um angelina like that divorce is nasty honestly going on forever so stupid too because they held out for so So long long and they've all those kids it was very clear they only got married because they had problems yes it was like i think the, that's very fair the yes. classic vow renewal like the oh, kiss the of death vow renewals uh-huh uh, yeah like i just it, i bet if you are like a business manager to a highly highly successful person all you ever do is steer them away from getting married i mean i had a friend that's definitely not at that level get married and I was like, did you get a prenup? And she was like, no. And I was like, mm, maybe you could just like get a postnup real fast. And she's like, should I? And I was like, yes, absolutely you should. Because you should want <laughs> today while you love the person, you should want to like figure out how to take care of them so that you don't try to destroy each other later. It's just, there are just so many examples of how bad it can go, you know? I watched Heart, no, I didn't watch Heartburn, I'm lying. I want to watch Heartburn, but I watched Everything is Copy, the documentary about Nora Ephron, and Nora Ephron- Oh, I've never watched it. I would love to. I've watched it multiple times. I love Nora Ephron. She is so clever. amazing. I think I really, I mean, I am not brilliant, but people describe her as like really tough and sometimes mean. I was like, yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> but she and her husband, um, first or second, one of her husbands, uh, I think it was her first husband. They had a really nasty divorce. <laughs> she wrote a movie about it called Heartburn. It might be Bernstein, right? It's Carl Bernstein. I think that's who it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just really nasty, nasty. And, she makes a great, you know, that's a great case for like being like, let's figure it out before. Yeah. It's just, I think it's hard on anybody. And then you add in like real assets and like, as we, as like marriage becomes more and more antiquated on, like, I think for a lot of younger people, it's like, uh, yeah. In the case of a Kylie and a, I mean, I, I don't know that either of them are, they're so young, but um, yeah. What a case to be made for just like, Whatever their deal is. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say this. If you're currently dating someone, you're in the early stages, you think it could be the one, just start casually talking about it. Like, <laughs> like, you're in your early 20s. Uh. <laughs> no, it, especially if you're like older and sort of established now. Oh, like yeah. I think in your 20s, you know, see, roll the dice. See who makes more money. I don't know. You might be, you might be the one winning <laughs> out in the end. But if you have a career that you like, even if you don't make a ton of money, but you're like, I don't want to be all up in the mix with this just, just put it out there get a little get a little piece of paper put a feeler put a feeler out i Come mean on. if you live in california it's uh, a no fault state so you don't have to do all that but um yes. okay so this the last bit of news is it the last bit of news is it yes yeah what happened i didn't know about this 
I mean, this just goes to show you that it is that no one is writing articles about the Kardashians right now because Kylie Jenner had a stalker break in to not her home, but her neighbor's home looking for her. He drove from, where is he from? He drove from North Dakota, I believe. He's this 22-year-old man named Justin, what is his name? Uh, uh, I, my internet's not working, so it's I can't oh, no. pull it up. Um, but uh, this guy drove from North Dakota to her home, her gated community. I don't know how he was able to get that close. I'm to. shocked. Yeah, that he, he could even get in. Oh, his he, name is Brandon Sevilla Martinez. No, that's not the current one. Oh, so this was an old one. Oh, this look, is, this is 2019. Sorry. Yes, okay. his name is Justin. Do, 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 do. I'm having a really hard time loading my. His name is oh, sh- Justin Bergquist. Okay. Um, so he, sh- they have a, she has a restraining order. It was filed just on Friday of last week, and it was for burglary and trespassing in a home in Kylie's gated community. Essentially when he met with the guards, he said he had a meeting with Kylie and they were like, no, you don't. And yeah, the, the, the security officers, he's like, I have a meeting with Kylie and they're like, I don't know. I think that's true. So he thought he was breaking into Kylie's home, but he broke into a neighbor's home. (gasps) Oh my God. Yes. And this is like some 22 year old kid from North Dakota. And then, you know, I'm rude as hell. I start looking up his stuff. He, I don't know what his current relationship status is, but on his Instagram, he had gotten engaged to someone that he started dating this year. Uh (laughs) (laughs) The stalker. He's not, he's just not thinking through stuff is the Uh, problem. (laughs) Here's the problem with Justin. He's just not taking time to think about things. I love that you have deep dived into Justin and his deal. (laughs) This is pretty crazy that the neighbor is an NBA player. Of course. Uh, A DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I love the us saying anyone around the. We never know who anyone is, guys. We never know. I don't know what team he played for. I'm really sorry. Um. So, but he, the he's six foot six, and he came face to face with this guy. This kid is so lucky to he not have kids. Been ki- His kids home. He has two daughters, seven and four year old, um, in the house. And this guy like hopped the fence and got face to face with a six foot six NBA player. This kid, <gasps> Justin, is just so lucky that he because he is from a place where he would get shot immediately. Yes. This I'm is trying, insane. I, he's updated his Instagram. So, guys, is it cool to stalk him? It seems not cool. But, you know, once you break into my girl's house, it's all gay. It's all fair game then. Right. Uh, so is his is his Instagram public? Uh. Yes. I mean, wow. I'm trying to find it. I, uh, for some reason, not one link in my freaking house is working. Oh no. This <laughs> I is devastating. I can't click on a thing, Jessica. I'm uh, so sorry. Is there something I can look? I'll look up something for you. Well, I have the link in there if you can. Okay. There we go. Okay. So his latest post is feeding. Okay. It's a picture of his face on a girl's butt and it what? says, 
feeding me that cake even though it's not my birthday. Justin. Can you see Okay, it? yeah, I can see it. Oh my gosh. I mean, if I was this guy's girlfriend and he drove from North Dakota to Calabasas, Hidden Hills or Beverly Hills, wherever it's the current house, I would be so upset with my boyfriend for stalking and <laughs> burglarizing a celebrity's house because you he's not obsessed with her because of her artistry. He likes your big cans. He <laughs> likes those gams, cans, and hams. <laughs> I love you getting uh, deep enough that we've now, we've created a situation with this uh, fiance who I also feel very poorly, uh, I feel very sadly about. That's it awful. Look, I don't want to bring politics into it, but it should come as no surprise that in 21 hours ago, when this picture was taken, there is a MAGA hat hanging in the background. It should, oh, it does, no. it surprises me not. It's a, it, look, no. if, I can even forgive a MAGA hat in October. I can forgive it November 1st. But in January 2021, the year of our Lord, come now, sir. We're moving on, sir. Sir, <sighs> we're moving on. Well, Justin, I'm, I wish you well. Get some help. Get some help. Uh, and to his fiance, perhaps think, think through things. Honestly, girl, it's North Dakota. Women, uh, there's so few women in North Dakota. The men are like, I mean, I guess that's why he's driving to California. You know, like <laughs> uh, get Kylie. men he's outnumber like, women here. I'm gonna go get Kylie. <laughs> the ratio of men to women in North Dakota. You can have your pick of a lot of guys there. A lot of oh. men. A lot of men there up it in North Dakota. You don't have to be with a a Kardashian stalker. Is all we're saying. Is all Honest, we're saying. It's one of my criteria. <laughs> Well, that's it. That's our news. Should we take a little break? Let's take a little break. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help, it's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in 
depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishonet, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishonet. Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Cardishonet. Um, okay, we're back. We're, we're back. Oh, guys, we're doing vintage recaps still. We're, we're recapping Keeping Up with the Kardashians season five, episode eight. No boys allowed. This is just way back in the day. This is Mason is Six a little old. No, this this baby Mason will not age. What is happening this season? <laughs> I'm so glad you said so, because. I just was like, well, maybe it's because it's been a minute since I've watched an episode, but I was like, has he been this size? Like, did they shoot this entire season in a day? This baby is the same. This baby. I mean, I remember pulling it right out of her body and it just hasn't grown yet. It, it, no. it, I keep calling Mason and it, that's not nice. Him, 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 him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's darling he's very cute his lashes are the stuff of dreams but he is not getting any bigger i will say this about those uh kardashian disc babies they have a lot of hair around their face and head (laughs) (laughs) very gentle gentle burn Um, (laughs) they they are furry little babies (laughs) (laughs) i I mean that's not like you know a lot of kids do are are a little furry and then they lose the hair later so it's not a not a perma dig just a dig on the just i'm just fucking roasting these babies roasting a baby (laughs) come on we know they're fine they're rich Uh, they're fine um so we start with chris and kim in the kitchen and this is great this is a very playful scene uh, where uh, chris tells us that she walked in and Who's at, I guess it would have been at Kim's? No, at a No, Kim's. She said she was at Kim's house yes. and she walked into the kitchen and saw what Jess naked Scott Disick full frontal. She saw his a penis. She saw she saw the goods. His, and sa- his as they say, sausage. They love sausage. They love to joke about sausage. And what starts as what you think it will be, uh, you know, a sister and a mother being like, I can't believe it. Ew, immediately, ew. no, no, it pivots and immediately becomes about how big was it? I mean, honestly, Jess, that feels kind of natural to me. To, I agree. <laughs> to ask. So because and I, it all makes sense, like <laughs> we're at Chris's house. Uh, Kim's there. She's opening the refrigerator. Oh, Kim, I saw a penis at your refrigerator. And Kim is like, <laughs> was it the size of the string cheese? And Chris is like, no, bigger. So then oh. she finds a summer squash and she says, <laughs> was it the size of this squash? And Chris is like, 
girl bigger and then she's got a magnum of champagne and she goes okay smaller than a champagne bottle and bigger than a squash then kim pulls out a jimmy dean sausage roll and chris goes that's it that is the diameter of uh i can't even think it's 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 it steams up the room I mean, this is the moment where Chris gets so horny for Scott forever. I think this is what made them start liking Scott. I, I think I have to agree with you because they are tickled in this scene and it explains, I gotta say a lot, just a lot across the board. I mean, I understand why Courtney stayed with him so long. (laughs) That's what I mean. Like from the amount of kids to the duration and the hold this man has had on Honestly, her, I'm I, I'm gonna say I think that's why Mason slid out so easily. She was used to making room. I'm not saying it was loose. I'm saying she was able. She was flexible because she of, knows how to accommodate. She Jeez. relaxes and lets it happen. <laughs> oh my god! I thought this was so funny. I was hoping that this one of the storylines would well, it kind of is, but I was hoping it would be about this more specifically. And I was because yeah, I was like, here we go. This is great. Chris- I would love a whole storyline about how Scott Disick's dick is so big, <laughs> and like all the Kardashian women are like excited and overwhelmed by it. I mean, they have all been like, there's such a flirtation between every single one of them and Scott at some point. Yes. Oh, it all, it all comes into focus. So uh. the next scene is Mason's six month checkup. As we said, he does not age. Doesn't um, age. So we're at the same pediatrician that Courtney went to when she was that age. I love that when he says that that's he. They're while well, they're weighing uh, Mason on the scale, the doctor says it's the same scale Courtney was weighed it's on. Very uh, sweet. I love that. That is so cool. They are loyal. Yes, to all their doctors. Like, mm-hmm. oh, especially in yeah, this like pediatrician OBGYN uh, realm. They've like, it's amazing. Um, I love that. I was also laughing because it's like, of course, at like a pediatrician's office, and there's probably pictures of children. Everything in this scene was blurred out. <laughs> like everything in this doctor's <laughs> office. I don't They're know like, that I've seen them blur more things. There was just like it no. was like they were they were walking in a dream world. <laughs> yes. I lose just the doctor and like full blur around him in some space. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they 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 get news that he's happy and healthy. The baby's growing supposedly, uh, and and that's it. Well, uh, but and- we find out in the scene that she wants to have another child soon. Yes, yes, because she wants kids close in age, like she and Kim were. And honestly. I believe at the six month mark is when women are at their most fertile after having a child. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Maybe I'm wrong, but I definitely, I definitely used to babysit for someone who like went away on the trip on a trip and came back and was like, I am fucking pregnant. (laughs) She was so upset. To have a six month old for like a normal person. And obviously happens all the time. But like, 
oh my god the idea of like having essentially still a newborn and then having pregnancy like that makes me feel so overwhelmed just imagining it yeah I mean it it like you know like she was saying she was like I had no idea like this is gonna happen (laughs) she was she was she you know she the the baby is a a whole kid now and seems great so it works out (laughs) but I remember them being like fuck fuck yeah (laughs) to not to not know especially that you are like yeah if you are like more fertile too like oh my god well that's what she was saying she's like the doctor should have said because she was like when i went to the doctor they're like oh yeah you're the most fertile now she's like they should have told me that before i agree i agree because you are at your most like depleted and frazzled and like yeah i'm sure the clocking that's like the one thing i know that is is really nice for a lot of women is that you get a break from your period you like kind of get a you get to kind of like clock out of a lot of the monthly tracking yeah of our hell guys all for all the straight cis men listening (laughs) (laughs) you het sisses out there (laughs) uh <laughs> so we have the next scene is at a park with kim and courtney with mason i love them getting these ice pops again <laughs> deep throating these oh my ice pops God, we have to talk about they go to an ice cream truck and they get these like throwback popsicles and they are both there's a lot of different kinds of ice cream and popsicles that you can get from an ice cream truck and they both get these giant phallic huge <laughs> just dick popsicles yes and they just yeah completely they should join the circus because they can shove things all the way back into their all the way down like this guy is the most graphic shot first kim and you're like whoa and then immediately uh, courtney and it is so overwhelming and it's just and it's not about anything and it's just a quick shot of them uh both absolutely going to town with a bunch of like toddler children around just staring at them they're like nice to meet you bye (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so yes mason six months courtney is like you know talking about how painful it is to have sex this is so brutal she's basically like talking about how she's like forcing herself to have sex at this point because she wants to have another kid so badly but she is it's still very painful and she describes it as a big metal pole ramming you in the crotch yeah and then she's like the, you know your estrogen levels are low she's like that's why you don't get juicy down there juicy <laughs> And Kim is like, ew, it's called by lubricant. And when she said by lubricant, I thought is like, is that the scientific word for when you uh, get wet? I had the same thing where I heard it weird too. And I was uh, like, what does she call lube? She means purchase lubricant. <laughs> it's called, you should go buy lubricant. It's called by lube. <laughs> and then, this made me laugh so hard. Courtney is like immediately grossed out by the idea of lube. Yeah. Immediately. And like, and, and, and like eventually I understood the piece about like it being photographed, but like, it's also just the concept of lube. She's clearly really grossed out by. And I laughed so hard at how immediately Kim was like, no, you send an assistant or someone else to buy it for you. And then Courtney goes, that's true. Honestly, thank God for Amazon and Instacart. Right, ladies? <laughs> 
I just was like how it was such an immediate hard no from Courtney. Uh, (laughs) And I was like, I'm sure this is about their like this is some slut shamey stuff because this was back still in the era, you know, where they like love to call people sluts and slores and all that shit. It is. I think that lube used to be very stigmatized too. Yeah, I do. I think there was like a less than sort of attitude about it. Like, yes, you would need it. I mean, you have Rihanna singing about her lip gloss and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, be, oh, you're so, oh, you can produce a lot of mucus. Congrats. Who cares? (laughs) Get yourself some lube. Have fun. It exists. Go use it. Uh, Yeah. But so then we, then we get to this drive in the car. And this, this is one of the strangest scenes in the show's history quite with the courtney and scott yeah courtney scott and baby mason (laughs) in the car and they go to like a ralph's or something like with a pharmacy and courtney is talking about needing lube but being too embarrassed well she's like kim said (laughs) (laughs) she's like refuses to get it does not want scott to go in and get it either because she's obsessed with the idea of like them being photographed i love scott's like the what he said he's like i don't mind if people know i'm buying lube to plow my wife up (laughs) (laughs) i gotta say these are the moments where they as a couple really make sense to me yes yeah yeah (laughs) they just shine and you're like yes she needs somebody to embarrass her like that you know yes yes so there his (laughs) his meeting in the middle is he's gonna find someone else like a teenager trying to buy alcohol he's gonna find someone else to buy the lube for him Oh and he God. walks up and this man's like, you look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> and the thing that he clearly wanted everyone oh. to say. Oh, that yeah. or the, I mean, he mostly, I think, wants everyone at this time to say he looks like the American Psycho guy. Yes. But you know he wasn't mad about Tom Cruise either. Oh, absolutely. And he's like, you work here? The guy's like, no. He's like, all right. Uh, do you? So he <laughs> finds someone. He says, you know, if you go in and buy me the biggest box of lube, the biggest <laughs> box, <laughs> like it comes in like a box wine situation, <laughs> 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 you just hang it on your headboard and squirt a little bit in <laughs> as you need it. It's like when you go to a hospital and they have those hands free sanitizers <laughs> yes, just attached. <laughs> <laughs> so he offers, he's like, here's 50 bucks. Go buy me the biggest box of lube there is and keep the change. <laughs> and he's wearing purple suede <laughs> slippers. Scott is like speaking to a man in a giant t-shirt, <sighs> giving him like a big pile of, of, of cash to go buy, quote, the biggest box of lube while his girlfriend and baby sit in the car. And he's like, yeah, we'll be over there in the Mercedes. And uh, he's wearing the brightest purple suede slippers. And it, I just was like, this is this show when it shines for me. Like, what is yes. this scene? What is this scene? It's insane. Courtney is in the car, absolutely titillated, falling more in love with him by the second. And then when they get the lube, he's like, let's go have fun. She's like, yeah. She is so happy that he's done this, that he got a strange man to go buy them lube. And I just, 
I loved every second of it. You I know, just loved it. What a missed opportunity for them not to get into high end sex toys, like sophisticated. Oh. Like think of Candy Burris from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She has candy coated nights where she does like a sex oh, call. Yeah. She used to do a sex call and show, and she also had like a sex toy line. Cardi has a sex toy. I found out my work, BuzzFeed, we partnered with the same sex toy line as um, Cardi. Like, they clearly do partnerships. It's absolutely, it's like that and cannabis. Like, it's like these are the things that no longer have stigmas for celebrities. I mean, this should have been, like, they should have really, I guess it was a time when people were not as open about it. But I think they should. They should get in. It would be amazing. I would be truly very on board and excited. And I don't mean like where porn stars like make a mold of their body. <laughs> like a flashlight. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean like for women's like kind of like. Yes. Like, like fancy high end stuff. You yeah. Know. Fancy vibrators and stuff. Fancy so, vibes. <laughs> fancy vibes. Good name. Um. So. So yeah. So then it's time to use this lube. <laughs> And we get a very funny scene where they go straight to the bedroom and Courtney opens a sex book and starts like this. The way this plays out was Scott's ready to just start having sex. Obviously, they have the biggest box of lube in the store. And (laughs) Courtney is like trying to get all the right info for the most optimal way, the most optimal position, how the best way to utilize having sex in order to make a baby. And And she, (laughs) while she's like literally with her nose in a book, she's laying on her stomach and he is like flipping her all around and like, like I mean, massaging her butt cheek. Literally, like he's doing foreplay without her noticing. She to where then she heightens and gets out a little notepad. <laughs> she, starts, she starts writing notes. She's like, "We're gonna do it wrong." So he's just like fully massaging her butt, flipping her every which way, and she's like, "Uh, cervix must be angled at forty-five degrees." It's um, so funny that she. I mean, I guess it makes sense when people like are trying to have a child, they they start putting their thinking caps on and do it very analytically and strategically. But it's like you got pregnant from this guy pretty easy. Just let him drink a bottle of vodka and like (laughs) and and you pretend like you don't notice. Yeah, that's how you got pregnant last time. If worse comes to worse, go get take a flight to Miami and get some Miami air on you. And yeah, it seems it didn't seem that hard before. And you're both very young still. Absolutely. So the next scene is at Kim's house. We have Kim in the kitchen with Scott and Courtney walk in and they're like, where put the baby? Put the baby on the floor. Made me laugh. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) So Kim's like, you guys are in a good mood. He's like, yeah, we've been fucking like cats and dogs all day. <laughs> and I was like, interspecies, or do they mean like separately, like cats and dogs? Like, oh, because like- yeah, he's confusing like raining, like it's raining, like cats and dogs, and 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 going at it like rabbits. Yes, you're right. That's <laughs> exactly what he's done. It would have been very funny. He's like, we're going at it like frogs. <laughs> <laughs> But then, you know, Scott basically starts complaining that actually it's been it's been all business. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen, he, she's got her notepad out. She's she's just keeps telling him, just do your job. Just do what you're what you got to do. And then suddenly is pushing him really hard. She wants to buy these herbal sperm enhancement pills. 
and is like aggressively like pushing that yes she's buy- annoyed she's annoyed yes. with him yes and she's like why well why not why not it only enhances things it only enhances things uh, uh so he doesn't think it's fun anymore he leaves and kim is like you're being so rude you're treating him like a sperm donor and when she's right she's right it's so funny the way Kim explains it to her because Kim explains it in like the most vapid way that really reaches her. She's yes. like, what's the difference between 18 months and two years? <laughs> like, what's the difference? Why are you like having painful sex? And she's like, oh, that's true. It does really hurt. It's the funniest. This is such a great uh, resolution scene of like, or well, like the acknowledgement scene of like, just her being like, it is such, it's such a simple explanation. And we do watch Courtney just like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It Kim's is. Like- <laughs> it is bad. Kim's like, yeah, let your vagina heal up a little bit. <laughs> and Courtney goes, okay, I'll lay off the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good storyline. I love this one. It's so funny that Courtney is treated this the same way she treated exercising and dieting too much for that Maxim cover. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's overdoing it. I love a Courtney storyline. Did you clock how big Kim's laptop was? No, I didn't notice. It was the size of a poster board. It was huge. (laughs) It was just the biggest pink laptop enormous oh kimmy typing away on a big pig laptop she's doing her business <laughs> she has business she has endorsements uh so then we just get a nice apology scene scott's brooding outside smoking a cig just absolutely mad and courtney comes out and is like sorry I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) (laughs) I love how he's defensive at first. He's like, oh, you can't be smoking. She's like, no, I don't care. I'm sorry. And he's like, wait, does this mean we have more or less sex? (laughs) And then she goes, we're going to go back to doing it the fun way. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't answer the question. (laughs) I can tell him right now it's going to be less. (laughs) It's going to be less. And he's like, wait, I shouldn't have pushed back. Oh, I should have just gone with the flow. Gone with the flow and had more sex. Uh, A very delightful storyline. And then we have a, a maybe... Kylie's first starring storyline, perhaps. I'm trying to think about it. I know like that a solo storyline, basically. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. one without Kendall, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So we're on a hike with Caitlin, Kendall, and Kylie, and Kylie is lagging behind because she is using her phone. She's texting, as Kendall says, she's texting her boyfriend. Well, and- before that, <laughs> go ahead. She, go. she goes, "Dad, I think I'm allergic to something." <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, or, or caitlin's like what exercise <laughs> kylie's like i don't know i just like keep touching and itching it's and it- very funny because kylie although she is still pretty athletic is the lesser athletic jenner child yeah you can totally tell it's really because they're like 12 13 she and kendall in these scenes and they are yeah just really hitting that like adolescent different limbs at different lengths yes uh but you can see yeah kendall has the has very much this like athletic build uh but yes so kendall rats her out and says well she's talking to her boyfriend 
And Ugh. to which Caitlin is like, oh, <laughs> she's only 12. <laughs> so Kendall's like, how old are we supposed to be to date? Caitlin's like uh, 16 or 18 or maybe 17. I, I don't know. It's like, I honestly, you know what? You should have stuck to those rules because your child in three years will be dating a famous rapper. Isn't that wild to go from like, like <sighs> this is the whole, and this is not the first protective storyline a Caitlyn protective about the girls dating storyline that we've had on the show. And it's like, it just doesn't work. I hate to say it. I think Caitlyn's a great dad, but doesn't seem to work so well. Uh, but ma- yeah. it made me laugh when, yeah. When Kendall was like, well, how old then? Which is it? 16 or 18. And Caitlyn goes, whenever I feel ready. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love whenever I feel ready. Explains a lot. Whenever <laughs> dad feels ready. <laughs> so we're at Chris's house, Kylie and uh, a boyfriend. Is it Matthew that's coming? Matthew um, comes over a, a, a sweet little 12 year old boy. <laughs> and Kylie's they've been friends for three years. So she's taking Matthew up to her room and Caitlin's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> stay downstairs. Uh, which is fair. It's fair. fair. Yeah. Fair. It's not crazy. <laughs> Before we know it, there's like half a dozen other children in the house. <laughs> and it's, this is my favorite thing because, and, and pen 15 did nailed this. This is a thing that we, when, especially I, I think, you know, Kendall is especially tall, but it's these, these boys start walking around the, in the room that are all of three feet tall next they are little tiny little bull cut boys they're are tots just like, they're little they're tots just, they're just moving through this house like up to chris's hip and you know and kendall and kylie are a full five five you know and are just like the the height disparity between adolescent boys and girls is so just joyful and and horrendous at the time. Yes. But the, so suddenly there's just these little bull cuts bobbing at the bottom of the frame. <laughs> oh God. And they all it. have names like Matthew, Brendan, Kyle. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Caitlin is like so put off immediately and is like, oh, who are you? Hello, who are you? And uh, they... <laughs> And, and and she's interrogating them like you have a girlfriend. She's literally sitting in between them on the couch, like, <laughs> like right in the middle of the couch. <laughs> Honestly, um, as a child, I would just be uncomfortable that a grown like at the time man was sitting that close to me. Yes, they're like very cozied <laughs> up to each other. It's really yeah. it's too small a couch for how many bodies are on it. It would definitely be a thing I went home to tell my mom about. It, 100%. 100%. And Chris Chris calls Caitlin into the kitchen like, honey, can you help me with the pasta? And is like, you're being embarrassing. You're embarrassing <laughs> yes. yourself. You must stop. Caitlin's like, fine, I'll go upstairs, but you have to keep an eye on them. Uh, yes. And, and it gets out of their hair. But you know who doesn't? Chris doesn't keep an eye because no. before we know it, Kylie and one of those little twins, <laughs> and I am so impressed that C- Caitlin knew which twin it was. Yes. They go upstairs to order pizza. Honestly, why did they need to go upstairs? It was, it, it seems like they went into a guest room. It was not a teen's bedroom. Uh, yes. It, it's, it's very suspect. Uh, and like why they needed to go and they're up there and, Caitlin comes storming in. Mm-hmm. She's like, Kylie, Zach. 
<laughs> You're right. It is funny that that Caitlin knew the little twins' name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their uh, demands that that the twin leave. And just really starts berating Kylie and is like, you broke the rule. That was the rule. No boys upstairs. It and is a it's a legitimate fight. Like, even if she was set up to go upstairs by a producer, the, Kylie's reaction is a legitimate fight. And she screams that she's never talking to her again. <laughs> I mean, I will say this. I, I, I relate to this a lot. Like, there is something really hard to capture about, like, uh, when you're that age, especially and through through teen years, like it gave me flashbacks to like an angry dad yelling at you. Like even if you mess up, like it it is so the antithesis of how you communicate with a teenage girl. Yes. You know, like a tween um, or teenager. Like it just is so you are like on different planets. Yes. You know, like you're just on different planets. It's impossible. Oh gosh, and your little horny teen brain. Yes, and you're like, oh, dad. Uh, so we get. I didn't think you understood or knew about sex. <laughs> and it's like a dad trying to do the right thing and like protect a daughter in a way that always makes sense to me. But it's just like you just you couldn't be further apart. Uh, I think at this point in life. Oh but, yeah. But that so they get in a huge huge fight, and then what a fun oh. twist. What a what an if I knew that this was an option when I was this age, what a, what a dream I would have dreamt of this. Oh. After the fight, what does Kylie do? She gets a car service. This girl was meant to be an innovator. So <laughs> smart. Twelve years old, she calls a car service. Excuse me, brava, little one. <laughs> I was truly bowled over i was like because oh, yeah. i was like oh my god did she steal a car how did she get there she goes to chloe's mansion she goes to chloe and lamar's she pull. she just walks straight up gets a car service does not tell chris or caitlin doesn't tell leaves. chloe doesn't, doesn't even tell doesn't she tell walks anyone. in and chloe's like terrified <laughs> little 12 year old kylie has just taken it upon herself she picked up that phone and she said, oh, yes, one car, please. I'll be moving from one uh, Kardashian-Jenner mansion to the other. She called 777777. <laughs> <laughs> she shows up at Chloe's. Chloe is like, oh, brother, now I'm in this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filming Chloe and Lamar over here. I am busy, guys. I thought mom worked this out that I didn't have to do that much this season. <laughs> I already have Rob living here. If you forgot. <laughs> and she agrees. She's like, okay, you know, you can stay overnight, but tomorrow I'm going to call mom and dad and tell them you're here. But yes. tomorrow I'll bring you back. And so Chloe calls Caitlin and Caitlin's like, ah, I've been looking for her. Oh, like, we're scared to death. How would you not call all the sisters? I guess there's probably a phone tree where like one sister, you call one and then she has to call another one or however yeah. those moms do that for soccer practice. <laughs> Lights up all their blackberries. <laughs> like they got a BBM. Where is Kylie? So she just explains like, I think Kylie needs a night away. She said she's emotionally drained. No, I loved the belittling of this. I love that Kylie knows she was emotionally drained. <laughs> <laughs> and 
it's great. It's good sistering. I got to tell you, it's that's what you want when your sister is a multimillionaire living in a mansion with an NBA player. Hell yeah, I want to be able to take a car over there oh, and yes. hide out for the night in a mansion. Yes. Oh, and Chloe is good to the little girls. She's yes. like very cute with them. Yes, it's a very sweet, sweet move. <laughs> and then she's not done. She continues being a great big sis. The next day, she cruises over to Caitlin and Chris's and not, doesn't even let uh, doesn't even let Kylie in the house. She just first she she hand she decides she's going to handle. This she first. sets the terms of the negotiation before yes. Kylie comes in. Exactly. She says, we are going to talk about this. We will not talk about this. I love that Caitlin calls her a baby snatcher. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Oh. But she, 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 so she talks to Caitlin, Chloe talks to Caitlin, and I think she makes a great point, which is very clear, which is that she's like, you basically is like, you are projecting all the mistakes that all of us, the older siblings made yeah. on Kylie before she's given you a reason to not trust her and yeah. you have to trust her. And she's a good point. One day she's going to run away and never come back, which is so untrue. She's, <laughs> She never needed to. She could buy and sell you. She didn't need to run yes, away. Yes, she was uh, richer than all of them within five years. Yes. So it didn't, <laughs> never came to be. She yes. had nothing to rebel against. Caitlin's like, well, I don't mind being the bad guy. It's like, yeah, we know. You're the grouchiest <laughs> person in the world. Listen to your actual speaking voice. <laughs> <laughs> so Kylie's been in the car this whole time. So she returns. And the first thing Caitlin says to her uh, is, first of all, those shorts are way too short. <laughs> Just right back to zero. <laughs> Just the most annoying person. Just so annoying. Kylie's like, yeah, I can't talk to you. And to which Caitlin's like, I could be your best friend. She's and like, no, you spend all day <laughs> saying that we're not friends. She's like, touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's a really, it's really good. Uh, but they basically, I forget even how, what, what the last line, what the last oh. resolution is of this. Well, I don't think it is really a good one. It's just like, I want to be able to talk to you. And Kylie's like, yeah, sure. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Is that like Caitlin goes on a big, like, it's really important to me. I really care about you and I want to know, and you'll come to me. Right. And goes on a big monologue. And then I laughed so hard. Cause Kylie's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't agree. It's not like, yeah, me too. And is like, uh-huh. Well, she's okay. 12. I get exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. She's 12. She's 12 in it up. <sighs> so much to come right on the precipice of just an enormous life. Ah, uh, insane. Um, but very fun. A really fun one to come back to. I thought yes. both these storylines were full of lots of fun hijinks, the good kind. Uh, we get, I love seeing Kylie attempt a plot line. It I mean, great. it was hijinks rooted in reality so it worked yeah it worked um this was a joy i feel Ugh. rooted i feel ready i may not be a big new year's person but this is this makes me feel like yes i'm back I'm it's back. good to be this. back with my bud good to be back with my bud um this is so fun well we'll continue uh recapping season five until we get uh which will always the the premiere jumps up on us so i'm sure it'll be here before we know it um and in the meantime we will continue recapping season five um we release new episodes every monday 
you can check out our website, cardishonit.com. We have all sorts of very fun merch there. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. It helps other people find us, which is very helpful for us. Check out our Twitter and our Instagram and like our Facebook page. Email us at cardishonit at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Cardishonit. Bye. Bye.